0: Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. This is part two to the David Schloss cast from a week ago. I had said at the time, we're very limited in time that we have, usually about an hour or so. And then we we do our talks and we do our introductions and we say our hellos prior to that. But David's a very busy man. He's got a he's got a, a life that he's leading, a business that he's procuring, a, 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 a an element of wonderment that he shares with the world. And what he's done right now is he's taken a little bit more of his time to keep telling us his story. You guys were um, a fantastic audience, uh, and and we got a really good re- reply back to the first one, uh, the first episode. Uh, so I, I really wanted to rush this. Normally, these these two parters sometimes they take some time, but. David's gone out of his way for us, and this, it's a pretty important, a pretty powerful thing um, to be able to share this message. And this, uh, this episode, we're going to talk uh, qu- uh, quite a bit more about sort of his journey, but also the points that it brings up uh, and how we're supposed to act and interact with, with the information. His story will be helping you. When you go through this stuff, when you understand this, and when you see this stuff, you'll understand that you're not alone. You'll understand that, this is, that it's not just happening to you. Um, it's a big deal. You know, it's it's funny that we can sit here and have and have this amazing conversation with David and not even really talk about the business of what he's doing. I mean, every time he comes on these shows, he's talking about, you know, ROI and customers and conversions and all this sort of stuff. We're talking about health. We're talking about mindset. We're talking about winning, winning the battle, pushing through, making things the best you can possibly make them because if you're not right in the mind if you're not right in health, you're not going to get the ROI. You're not going to get the business. You're not going to get the, 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 you know, the fancy cars of this, or that everything that they tell you to aspire is for not, if you don't have the right mentality, the right mindset, the, the right regime. Um, and the coolest thing in the world is we're kind of all here just to, just to learn that, just to learn that, to earn that, to gain that mentality so that we can apply it to absolutely everything. So that was a bit of a long-winded intro, but without further ado, I will be introducing right now, David Schloss. Welcome back to the show. Appreciate it, man. Glad to be here again. Absolutely. Yeah. So like I said in the, in the, in the intro here, we we left off, um, uh, We basically uh, we were gauging the time limit last time and we almost glossed, just simply glossed over the hospital visit. But uh, I remember catching you on that one and saying, you know, let's talk, let's dive into this one a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so our last call, uh, we ended up. Leaving the story of you in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for anyone that's just catching this episode and not the other one, if you jump back two or three episodes, you'll see uh, Dave Schloss uh, episode one. Um, go take a listen to that one before you jump into this one. But, but David, pick it up, pick it up. So, so we got we got to the point where you've 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 run yourself ragged and you've found mm-hmm. yourself in the hospital, mm-hmm. and you're trying to push your mentality, your life, your 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 physical ability to produce for other people and you've pushed yourself and you put yourself in the hospital. So, so let's pick it up there.
1: Sure. So I spent, uh, three and a half days in the hospital, uh, three and a half days of not doing much work at all when I'm used to doing, you know, six, sometimes seven days a week worth of work. And it was my, uh, in a way it was almost like an escape, it was a break, it was whatever you wanna call it, away from the norm that I was used to, which was constantly working and basically facilitating other people's goals and dreams through advertising, right? My, my whole thing is I wake up, I look at what's going on in the agenda, and it's like, okay, this client wants to do this, this one wants to do that, it's all about everyone else before it is about me. That's what the agency game is. Uh, most people with agencies don't really run their own stuff, they're running everyone else's stuff, and so i became accustomed to doing everything for everyone else which also translated into how i was treating my health it was like let me take care of everyone else before i take care of myself and so those days in the hospital were very interesting it was a lot of reflecting it was a lot of just looking back on what may have sort of caused this from like an origin story of like when did this all begin and all i had was my phone and I had 14 different things connected to my body. <laughs> you know, just, I, I remember 14 because I was counting them. I had nothing else to do. I'm like, I got all these things in one arm. I got all these things in the other arm. I got stuff attached to my chest. Like there's a lot going on. If I want to move, I basically have to call somebody. <laughs> so three and a half days of doing that and then having family or significant others rotate so that I can have someone else to talk to was very uh, enlightening to say the least because it allowed me to just verbalize whatever was on my mind in that moment to whomever was there. Right? So if I had a moment where I was sad, I would talk about it. If I had a moment where I'm like, this is what I'm going to change. I would talk about it. So whatever came up, I just talked about it every single day, as long as I could the entire day. Um, didn't even sleep much. Can't really sleep when you got all this crap in your arm you know, or on your chest. It's, and even when you do sleep, you wake up every hour and a half cause they have to check you. So, It was very, and I wouldn't say frustrating, it was just eye-opening to experience that because I was able to backtrack to the point where it's like I had a similar experience to this when I was 22, running myself to the ground, feeling like everything I was doing was wrong, not going in the direction I wanted it to go. It was a lot of self-doubt. I didn't have self-worth at the time either. So I found myself having similar patterns to that seven years later. Where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm literally seeing the exact same pattern all over again, except seven years later, doing the exact same thing. Maybe this time in a better financial state, but even then, health that's, wasn't any better.
0: That's an eye opener as well. When you, when you can say to yourself, you know, all right, here we are, you know, seven years down the road and I am, I'm physically beat up. I'm back in the hospital. Right? Again. And, yeah, exactly. And like you said, you know, like physically better off. It's interesting because our whole life has been um, about money. Essentially, they say, you know, earn this, do this, buy the house, buy the car, do this sort of stuff. You know, money, 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 right? So when you can say, "Shit, I'm back in the hospital," seven years later, yeah, I've got the money, but I'm, you know, if I died tomorrow, what's the point? Yep. And this is something that people often won't focus on Mm -hmm. because because we are so ingrained and we are so we are so mentally prepared to want money. I mean, there are people working nine to five right now that, that think that they don't have enough time. Yeah. You know, nine to five isn't a lot of hours. Uh, and mm-hmm. if, they, if you want something more, you can aspire to something more. But sadly, we've been brainwashed and tricked into thinking that, that something more is more money. Yeah. Um, when the reality is it's certainly more purpose and more, and more reason to live, mm-hmm. um, I think anyway. But it's, it's interesting that, you know, when you do become a success, quote-unquote a success and I say quote-unquote because success as delivered to us the definition of success as delivered to us by the media is fancy cars shiny watches and big wallets um, but success you could be you know some of the some of the, the happiest people I've ever met and this is cliche are, are broke mm-hmm. um, financially broke but you know they certainly live well with friends they certainly have an environment that they're happy with some of the happiest people embrace what they have and we we tend to compare ourselves I think to to everyone else in that scenario, like what makes them happy? why are they so happy? Why am I not this? Why am I not that i mean you've built you've built your business from the ground up, and it's cost you a lot of your health mm-hmm. um, but it's almost like the reality of that is it didn't really cost. I mean, it did cost you, but it didn't cost you because the lessons that were learned were lessons that needed to be learned to to, to step into the next uh, the next phase. Now, I'm I'm going to talk about this on your on your uh, uh, on your Facebook. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, you mentioned a post on the Facebook about how it's kind of the same old, same old. Um, for those of you listening, that's uh, Facebook.com/slash/schlossy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check them out there. Uh, but the the overwhelming uh, pour in of concerned people, well wishers, uh, storytellers, anyone that sort of wants to 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 say their piece is coming out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing about sort of when you watch something like that happen, like you're sharing your story both here and on on Facebook and people are commenting and and committing to what it is that you're doing. The interesting thing about that is you have, you have, since you only ever have your perception of it, you, you see the people, you see, you see the result of your actions and your actions were make a post and -hmm. the result are the people uh, commenting. Mm -hmm. So when somebody says something on the flip side, like the doctor had said to you, you know, the doctor had said to you uh, what he said. So let's go into the, 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 this post here. So I will jump back and sort of frame this a little bit for the people. You came out of the hospital. Yep. And, and uh, actually, I'm, I'm ridiculous. I shouldn't even be doing that. Let's, let's come back. Let's, let's jump right back to you're out of the hospital now after your second stint. Yeah. Where, where do we go from here? So
1: from March of 2018 to let's just say February of 2019 what I focused on at the time was, okay, I'm going to step back into my reality. I'm going to get the business under control, put more people in place. You know, just, you would think that after an experience like that, it's like, I'm going to remove myself completely. I really love what I do. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to remove myself completely. I'm going to put some things in place to where maybe I'm just not as involved as I was before. Maybe I'm more on the strategic side, so on and so forth. Just, not being so ingrained in everyone else's problems because <laughs> I was in everyone's problems. Mm-hmm. I was trying to fix things. And so I reduced my client load. And so from that point of, like I said, March of 2018 to February, 2019, I still didn't put a lot of attention on my health. I just made better decisions in terms of like, this is probably not good for me to eat. So I'm not going to eat it. There was no regimen. It was more of just decision-making. Mm-hmm this is full of sugar. Don't eat that. Don't eat, don't drink 3 cans of coke a day. It was just like cut back on things. Now, did that have a positive effect on my health? Yes, it did. Of course. But when we're talking about the drastic changes that I made this year, that was not in place yet. That was more of just a wake-up call that I had one day where it's like I'm done with this shit. I'm going to do something different. But for the all that time in between where you think from the moment the doctor tells you you need to lose weight. You're going to have to come in here every month for six months. So we can do checkups on you, make sure your heart's functioning, make sure that uh, there's no fluid retention, basically just make sure that you're good, that everything's functioning. But we're not going to suggest anything other than you need to lose weight. And then if you want to fix this, it's like, we'll give you those options. Now, they never really told me if there was a way to fix anything. It was more of just go lose weight. Okay, Mm -hmm. no problem. But even then, for almost a year, I didn't even take it serious. My whole thing was, I need to wake up, make sure my people are taken care of, and then I will go take care of myself thereafter. I just fell right back into the old habits, except I was making better eating decisions. <laughs> that, was, that was the only thing that really changed for 11 months, uh, 10, 11 months. And, and, and that you were being aware. Yeah, at least aware enough to go, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. I'm not going to do that.
0: That's huge. That's, again, that's also something that people overlook. I mean, like yes. you being aware of it, not being aware of it, having, like being oblivious to what you're doing is, is a bit much, but being aware is, it's legitimately step one. Right. Uh, and people don't know what comes next. People typically don't know what comes next because we've never been there. We don't know. So you didn't know what came next. You just became aware, which is what you needed to do to get to where you were going. So, For sure. so let's, yeah. So, so you've been aware now and then. We roll into the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So Super Bowl of, of
1: 2019. I'm with uh, about 20 friends. We're just enjoying the game. And I made the decision that day. I, I don't remember where it all started, honestly. I'm not sure if it was a conversation or if I just had a moment where I'm like, I think today is the last day I'm going to enjoy eating like this or drinking like this or whatever. I was definitely not drinking a lot. I was eating a lot. That was the main thing. Mm-hmm. And so I went through – the game i'm with all my friends and i had a moment where i'm just like you know what tomorrow i'm gonna start i'm gonna start over and the starting over was more of just once again the conscious decision of cutting things out maybe even starting a regimen but for me it was more of just i'm gonna make a decision to not drink caffeine anymore i'm gonna cut back on the sugar in this case, for me, at the beginning, it was more of I'm going to follow the the ketogenic diet because I always wanted to do that. So I just went ahead and did so. And it was that day that since then, it was like, OK, stick to this. We're going to eat this. We're going to drink that. We're going to cut this out. Like everything that I decided was going to be cut out was cut out. It's been cut out or at least in this case, reduced to the point where it's like I might have it once a month versus every day. And. I made the decision because I was tired of going back to the doctor and getting the exact same feedback every single time. (laughs) There was no change. So every time I go to the doctor, here's another 150 bucks just to see me, but the results never change. There was no change in tonality of like, oh, you're doing great or you're not doing great. There was no change in, you know, here's the next step so that you can get off your medication. None of that was changing, and yet I was still giving out all this money. For medication for the same feedback. And I'm like, this is BS. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what the hell's going on here. So I'm going to have to do something drastic. In my eyes was drastic in order to see if I can at least change what I'm getting feedback wise from my doctor. Right. So that's when I decided, you know what, change the whole diet, start exercising, start doing something other than what I was already doing for 11 months and see if maybe changing the number on the scale, at least would get me to the point of having my doctor giving me something completely different what I was hearing already for almost a year.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was at least the initial motivation. And oh. go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. So now, now we've added exercise to the mix because that was the inevitable next step for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you, you've been exercising and, and being conscious of your intake, your, your food intake for how long now? Uh, the, the food intake part conscious of it since February of this year. Mm -hmm. of 2019
1: and then the exercise part was was my biggest hurdle because i always had a a blockage around wanting to consistently exercise right it's like oh this doesn't feel good well Mm -hmm. it's because i wasn't doing anything that i actually enjoyed right that was the real reason so i didn't become conscious of that fact until maybe five or six months into this new journey Mm -hmm. that i was like oh okay I really just didn't like exercise because I was doing all the stuff that I didn't enjoy. Maybe if I start doing things I enjoy exercise wise first,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it'll push me enough to go to the gym almost every day. I go six days a week now. Nice. And then I can change it up to doing those things that I quote unquote don't enjoy, which in reality was complete BS in the first place. It it's like, a story. It's
0: a story. You it's tell a yourself.
1: story. I enjoy all of it. Yeah. I like how I feel when I exercise. It's just, I had to find a way to get myself to the gym. So I would flip the story of, I'm going to go do these exercises cause I like them. And then, you know, naturally I would incorporate other things over time. So now it's been, you know, let's just say basically almost two months
0: consistently of like going almost every day. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I'm glad that you said that the two months consistently, because we have, you know, we have this, this state of uh, the human state, the human, the human mental state dictates that, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to be consistent with it. Some people will listen to this actually, I don't think my followers will, but some, if some person catches onto this and catches wind of this and says, oh, he's only been going two months, he's not going to make it, you know? That's fine. P- people, yeah, exactly. That is fine because people will say that. And if you do say that, you're a, you're a dick, right? So bottom line, because I'm going to put that out there and it's just one of those things like, you, you can say, think, and do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. if you're listening to this story and you say, David's only been going for two months, you know, he's not going to make it. What you're saying is, if I were in David's shoes, I wouldn't be able to do it. Therefore, he can't do it. Mm -hmm. And the really shit part is, we say to our, like David would say to himself, it's only been two months. There will be moments of time for him in his mind, I'm sure, where he's like, it's only been two months. You know, is it really worth it? Can I do this? Actually, I'm going to take that back. I don't think that that's where you are now, but had you tried this a year ago, that probably would have run through your head. It definitely would have come up for sure. (laughs) And it's an interesting thing when you try to do something, when you try to, when you keep, when you're aware of it and you try to do something sort of off and on for a couple of years and, and nothing ever happens and you're like, well, this is different, right? But I don't know if this happened for you, but I'm sure it must have because I think this is a, a recurring theme. When, when you go from trying to do something to doing something, mm-hmm there's a mindset shift. There's like, this is different than every other time I tried this because I'm no longer trying to do it. I'm actually doing it. There's a realization and an actualization that says it's go time. It is, it's now, this is it. There is like, it's the funniest thing too, because this, this made me see, we all grew up with Yoda. We all know the whole do or do not. There is no try. Yep. And when I was a kid, I was like, of course there's a try. You have to try everything. This is stupid. What does that even mean? Right. But but the reality is it's hundred percent true. Do or do not. There is no try. Yep. And if it takes you ten years to do it, you did it. Yeah. Right? It's not that you tried to do it, it took you 10 years to do it and you did it. Yeah. Trying to do something, you're half assed into it. You're like, meh, we'll try. We'll da-da-da-da-da. right. So in the reality in the grand scheme of things, if you're trying to do something, again, to quote another movie. Morpheus from the matrix, stop trying to hit me and hit me. And people don't fully grab that. They don't see that correlation or that connection. Well, I have to try to hit you to hit you. No, you have to hit me to hit me. And you have to learn every step of the way before you can hit me. You have to learn every step of the way before you can do right. So do or do not. There is no try is a hundred percent accurate because it's, again, it's that mentality trying to do something. Is different than doing something. Mm-hmm. And when you get to this stage of the game or the, the final stage where you're like, I've done it. I've, I've either quote unquote tried enough or I've pushed enough or I've done this enough. I want to actually achieve it. It's like for me, for example, when I quit smoking, you tried to smoke. Like I smoked one of, one of my you know, biggest regrets is I smoked like a pack a day for 25 years. Um, but when I finally quit, it was different. I said, I'm done. I'm done with this, write the book, send it, get it out of here. And I never picked up another cigarette. So it's I, I, the importance of the battle, right? Because we have this huge, long, big picture life, basically from the time that we're born to the time that we die, that we don't have the ability to see fully, so you have you have this story, and you and like you said, we were talking about you. You were telling yourself a story beforehand, and this now sits in a place where you've achieved enough of the story for you to say, "Okay, here we go." And now mentally, you're into the success that is the gym, and that is proper to the diet, and it's like. For anyone, again, for anyone that's in this position, there's so many things like I don't want to change what I eat. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't have time for the gym. You know, if you've got time to watch Netflix, you got time for the gym.
1: Uh, I'll throw this in there really quick. Sure. Jim, here's how I managed to enforce myself to do it in the beginning. I was like, okay, you have to do this now. You Mm -hmm. don't have a choice anymore. So, number one, having a kid this year, massive motivation, don't want to die, want to be here for this kid. Mm -hmm. That's enough for me to go get you off your ass and go to the gym. Number two, I also realized that the timing thing was a huge story. I was telling myself, I don't have time. I got 30 plus clients. There's no way I can just take an hour to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. The gym is 10 minutes away from here. Mm -hmm. It's an easy drive every day. Another thing to keep in mind is outside of the easy drive is that I told myself, what do I have to sacrifice so that the time is no longer a problem anymore? I just got to wake up earlier. So I got to go to sleep a little earlier in the day too. So instead of going to bed at 11, 12 o'clock every day like I used to, I now go to bed at nine or 10 and I wake up completely fine at four 30 in the morning and I get my ass to the gym. It's that simple <laughs> because I realized that if I tried to go to the gym at six or seven o'clock, I am logging on or I'm going to the gym, excuse me, at the time when my East coast people are logging on, it doesn't make sense. I need to be on when they log on and I'm on mountain time. Mm-hmm. So I figure, okay, if I go at 4:30 in the morning or five o'clock in the morning, I have at least an hour to an hour and a half to do what I need to do. So that by the time I come back and log in, my team and I are just getting started for the day. Everyone's on the same page. I figured that out. I just did a little bit of math, sat there. I said, what do I have to do to make everything stay the same in terms of the workload? But how do I adjust my schedule so that I can at least get to the gym for an hour? And here's the thing: today I didn't go today at 4: 30 in the morning. Why? Blizzard. That's why. So going to go in the afternoon. <laughs> you know So it's just one of those things where I adjust to whatever needs to get done in order to get to the gym for at least an hour. And it makes me feel fantastic. And so it was no longer using an excuse to not go or, "Oh, I have work, or I have clients or whatever." It's like, look. My clients now will understand that if I need to go to the gym, I need to go to the gym and they can always move the call to a different time. Like I have to take care of myself. And for the ones who, (laughs) who are like, Hey, we had a call scheduled for this time. Cool. Give me a half an hour and I'll be on. If you can't wait a half an hour, my apologies, but I have to go do this thing. You know, it's like I no longer allow other people to dictate my schedule.
0: There's an, an, I'm going to, I'm I'm definitely going to jump in on that one because this, this is, Um, You know, from, from somebody who's done coaching, I've been doing coaching for 10 years. uh, And uh, when, when you, I want to say, I'm just to put it bluntly, when you doubt yourself, you are literally as at, at the beck and call of the client as possible. Yep. When you are insecure about your ability, when you're insecure about who you are, you will make yourself as available to them as possible Mm -hmm. because you think that that's the one thing that you can control. And what we tend to do in that case often is push out quantity over quality. Yeah. Um, the, the more we do tend to believe in ourselves, the more we, we, we make a break. It's like, I am here. You, you came to me. You mm-hmm. found me. You came to me. We're working together because of this. I don't have to prove myself, not to you, but to me. Yeah. I know I'm good. I can rely on this. And the only thing that ever changes between mindset one and mindset two is mindset. The client will always perceive you exactly how the client needs to perceive you. There's another saying that says, I am not responsible for the person you think I am. And you know, when you start doing things like valuing yourself and creating time and creating space um, it's phenomenal. When you realize that money is a trap, hunting down money is a trap, hunting down happiness and creating purpose and creating the lifestyle you want is a perfect blend of family, friends, time, work, business, gym, uh, good healthy eating, good healthy you know, swimming, time out in nature. This is all part of it. Yep. And, and we think to ourselves, I need to be 100% in front of the computer. I mean, I'm guilty of it now because I get lost, because I adore what I do. I too get lost um, in, in sort of the computer era of things. And it's like the, the, the blend is your mindset thinking that you're terrible or thinking or not believing in yourself I should say creates creates a reality where you're not good enough and where you do make mistakes and you know puts you into this position. So when you when you personally made that jump and that switch and saying I'm going to find the time I'm going to make it happen. It's like we we get to a spot in life where if we truly want it and since we're the only one that's in charge of our decision-making ability, if we truly want it, we find a way to make it happen. If we half-assed want it and if we're not really paying attention, if we're just going through the motions, we'll make an excuse. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's only so many times people will say that doesn't happen to me. That kind of thing doesn't happen to me. You know, and the reality is it does your mindset. Every single thing that you think is what's creating your current reality for sure. And that's, you know, that's something that, that really has to be grasped. And you're, and you're, you're sitting here a successful financial successful proof going, it's not what it's all about. You know, the, the happiness comes from, from sort of everything else. Mm -hmm. And I was, I laughed because at the beginning of this call, we were talking about um, speaking of finance, we were talking about the surgeries that they want you to do. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is a guy, ladies and gentlemen, this David Schloss here that we're speaking with is an individual that has overcome obstacle after obstacle. He's living proof of mental state overcoming things. Uh, and, and as he sits here and speaks with us now, he's just come out of a, a meeting and he's made more realizations. And we're, and we're sitting here listening and we're thinking, you know, the doctors, the people that are supposed to be that little voice of encouragement, because it's, when you're going through a mental shift we're all fragile that it's absolutely true. And, and David had said earlier that he's not getting, you know, quote unquote, the kudos from the doctor. He's sick of hearing the same thing. So now you've lost a ton of weight and you, and you feel a little bit healthy and your mindset is rocking and rolling and you're on the path to David 2.0. Yeah. But what are the doctors? The doctors are still busting your balls, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, I
1: had a, I'll just call it a meeting. It wasn't really much of an appointment. It was more of a meeting. That's what it felt like. (laughs) I got a two-minute warning. It's like, all right, here's what we're going to go through today. Here's my proposal to you. Because that's what it felt like. It was was as if I was being sold into why I need a surgery. Surgery. Um, The surgery called an ablation. Uh, Without getting too technical, let's just say they go in through your thigh to your heart and they do what they got to do to close off what might be causing the issues in your heart. At least that's the uh, surface level way of explaining it. Right. And, you know, it went from a non-invasive procedure to invasive. The original recommendation was a cardio version. That's not fun either. Basically the nice little paddles that you see on TV where they shock the crap out of you to, you know, reset your heart. That's a real thing. (laughs) I've had that before. It's not fun. Um, and that was the non-invasive procedure. Now here's the interesting part. I was told that the non-invasive procedure was not going to be as effective because of my condition and the fact that I've had it for a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. Interesting. If that was the case, why not tell me that a year and a half ago that there's no reason to wait? Probably would have just done it because Mm -hmm. I was in a more vulnerable state. Now you tell me it's not going to be helpful anymore. Cool. Let's scratch that off the list. Don't have to worry about it anymore. At least that's where my mindset is. It's like, all right, cool. Don't tell me that it's too late. I'm just going to knock this thing off. Whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. Cool. So, what is the only option I have now, according to her? And it is the surgery that I just mentioned. You know, it would be my first real surgery, you know, the whole going up through the thigh and all that to your heart. I'm like, anything that involves the heart is scary, right? It's like, it's a major procedure if it involves the heart. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting is, is when I asked, is there anything else that could be done? Mm -hmm. There was no answer. There is no other option, according to her. It's either this or nothing. Now, losing weight was a suggestion. Of course, I'm going to lose weight. I'm tired of feeling this way. So I'm going to lose weight anyway. Mm -hmm. Got it. But then to tell me that losing weight may not be enough was enough of a trigger for me to go interesting. So even if I lose, let's just say another 50 pounds, and I lose 100 pounds total, that is not going to help my heart Recover. So 50 pounds more of pressure released is not going to help it. Interesting. Sounds bullshit to me. So I I took that, which was more, I started laughing when she told me this because she's like, what's so funny? I'm like, there's always another way. You're just telling me what you want to tell me, but I'll be back with something else uh, the next time we see each other
0: that's an awakening moment right there where you're, where you're looking at this person that you're supposed to trust and you're supposed to respect because they've got a white coat on because your entire life, you've been indoctrinated to trust and believe these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's sitting there going, can pay me. She, she's saying, pay me like this. You have to pay for this. Yep. There's no, there's no way around it. You know? And the funny thing is if, if you know, we believe in North America that, you know, the doctors are great and that, that Eastern medicine is, is obsolete because we've overpowered it with Western medicine. Um, it's all chemicals. Every single piece of Western medicine is a chemical. They're going to get in there. They're going to open you up. They're going to chop your heart up. They're going to charge you 30, 40 grand and they're going to send you on your way when, Mm -hmm. you know, you were created sort of a perfect entity. So the reason that we are in North America overweight is because of the sugars, because of the little Debbie cakes. It's because of the advertising that we've, we've seen, Um, you know, there's, there's a ton of stuff and then people will say, Oh no, you've got a thyroid problem. You've got this, you've got that. You know, there's so many stories that we can tell ourselves, and there's so many things that we choose to believe. And the funny thing is, no matter what we choose to believe, it's 100 percent true. That is our reality based on what we believe. Um, And then there's then there comes a time where so much bullshit gets piled on top of you, and you break. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happened to you this week. Um, When she's when she she'll she'll stare you dead in the eye and go, "This is it. This is your only option." Yeah. And the and the way they do that, it's like a lesser person would be like, "Fuck! I I gotta do this. I just I don't have an option anymore." That's exactly it. Yeah. And, and what's what's interesting though
1: is my mom was a nurse for thirty. Let's just say thirty three years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I told her, "This is what they told me." I was like, "Hey, this is what they told me. I have to get an ablation, or I get an ablation. There's no, there's nothing else."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even my own mother was like, "That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's always another way." Mm-hmm. A woman who's been in this space for 33 years, who worked by a doctor every day for 33 years is also telling me the same exact thing. Might I add a cardiologist, which is exactly what I deal with every time I go into the hospital to get a checkup. Yeah. So my own mom is even saying, hey, no, 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 you don't need to get that. Just keep doing what you're doing. That was enough for me to go, okay, clearly I was being sold into something here. Not necessarily saying that it's my only result, my only uh, resort, excuse me, because at the end of the day, there are plenty of other things that I can look into first, give those a shot, see what happens. And then if God forbid, none of them work, which could happen, then I can go get this thing. But I'm also 31 years old. I have a clean bill of health. From what all the tests they've run, they're like, man, everything is perfect on paper, except for this one thing. So if this one thing is left on that sheet to check off the list. There are plenty of other things that I can do to see if they can help with that one thing. Mm -hmm. If I had high cholesterol, a ridiculous thyroid issue, and all these other things, then maybe I'd be like, well, there's a lot of stuff I got to figure out first, right? right? And then I'd have to go through other possible procedures to get those fixed. But because everything else on paper looks fantastic, it was very easy for me to not give in and just be like, all right, I guess I have to just go get a surgery now. Because I've already seen what the work can do in changing everything else.
0: Well, it's funny. It it is funny too, because I mean, I don't know what the sticker price is on the surgery, but you know, it sounds, yeah, it sounds, well, none of them are, especially in the States. Um, You know, you Americans are just getting hosed uh, and it's, it's, it's intentional. There's a reason for it. If if the entire world can be free, quote unquote, free healthcare, you guys can have it too. Um, Now, the funny thing, the funny thing about, you know, this whole thing is they've got this massive surgery on way yeah. um, and they're like, there's nothing you can do. Right. And, but the reality is keep an eye on what you eat and literally spend 45 minutes a day in a pool. Uh, and you're pretty much on your way to, to, to creating change. Mm-hmm. And, and that, it drives me nuts because, you know, we have, we have a scenario where she's abusing her authority uh, and creating an image inside your head. Uh, one of fear. And she doesn't even know that she's doing it because she herself was trained to do it this way. Uh, and she is pushing the hospital's agenda. It's called billables and the hospital only wants to maximize their billables. Absolutely. So if a doctor in a hospital is not meeting quota, she or he is fired and replaced by somebody who is doing better billables somewhere else. Better salesperson. Exactly. and yep. that's all they are. Doctors and hospitals are salespeople. And they're really good salespeople because a lot of the time people think they're dying when they go into the hospital, but it is above all else an absolute manipulation. Um, now I believe too, David, that you've only got eight minutes left, so I will uh, I will certainly will, will certainly frame this to keep it tidy. But uh, the the interesting thing here is, you know, you are a complete success in your mm-hmm. own right based on everything that the society has told us to do. Mm-hmm. Achieving this goal at the young age of 31, a complete success based on, like I said, and I'm not blowing smoke. I'm just saying based on the rules we were given to follow at a young age, Yeah. money, house, cars, wife, kids, do it. When you do achieve it, and this is something that the whole world, quote unquote, tries to do their whole life until they do. Mm -hmm. When you achieve it, when you understand that sort of stuff, you you have a, a much firmer grasp on how totally irrelevant. The majority of that is. Yeah. Um, and that is something that people need to understand a little bit better mm-hmm. that, you know, you can achieve, like, basically, I think in my personal opinion, the, the number one reason for, for being is finding purpose. Yeah. And when you do find your purpose and you do create, the money's irrelevant. Money, money is just the result of a job well done. Um. And, and this is something that people focus so heavily on. I need money. But the more money you focus, the more, t- the more you spend focusing on money, the less of importance is because there's always more money. And we get into these ruts, like you had said, we get into these ruts where you, know, you close a deal for you know, 15K one minute and 7K the next minute. And you're just like, I, none of this even really matters. Like, it's just mm-hmm. on to the next, on to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, taking pride in who we are, taking pride in what we do, taking pride in how we live uh, is easily the most important part of any life lived. So what you have, what you're doing, what you're going through, what you as an individual are building and creating um, both David and the listener is, is a mindset is, is a, is a belief in yourself based on actions taken. So David having seen what he's seen in his life and having built what he's built was able to stare back to the doctor deadpan and say, you're bullshit. Um, Not a lot of people can do that. Not, and, and, you know, I will preface this by saying, you know, this is, this is a story. If you're, if you're going there and the, and the doctor's telling you this, that, and the other thing, and you say, well, I heard on this show that it's garbage. <laughs> you have to trust your instinct. You have to understand and comprehend sort of where you're going and what you're yep. doing and your story is not everybody's story is the same, but these stories are designed to help you. Uh, and, and like I was saying earlier, David, you know, typically when he does these shows, it's all about business and it's all about, you know, what's your agency doing and what are you doing? And not too many people tend to talk about the individual behind the person that created the business and created the entity. Um, David Drapid becoming one of my favorite people. His posts are phenomenal. Uh, his work is phenomenal. Um, and I haven't come across any of your haters, but you know, it's always fun to see what people complain about whenever, you know, I always try to showcase my haters because is it, some of the absolutely ludicrous things that people will say, um, you know, keyboard warriors, the internet's full of them. I mean, I can, but,
1: I could tell you this. I mean, it's like the reason why I don't feel that the haters really come out when they're wanting to say something about me is because, I mean, you saw in the last, let's just say the last couple posts, mm-hmm. the overwhelming amount of people who've said, I've impacted them in one way, shape, or form through my story mm-hmm. is overwhelming to the point where they know if they say something, they will be attacked by a lot of people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, no, that's fantastic. Yeah,
1: it's a, it could be a huge ego thing, but at the same time, I look at it and I go, and this was actually written to me this morning a man has known me for seven to eight years and he's seen nothing but me always helping other people. Mm -hmm. And that for the first time, when I finally ask for some feedback from others, hundreds of people have come to my aid to help me because I've done that for others already. And I Mm -hmm. didn't understand that until he wrote it. He's like, you know, you've done all this and now finally everyone else is able to give back to you when you ask for help. Mm -hmm. And so it was super appreciative for me but on the on the subject of, of haters, it's like it's very difficult for the hater to stand out.
0: Well, I would yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't know. be talking about haters on this story, but I would be talking about yeah. haters on your success. Uh, yeah. cer- certainly, people that want to rip onto your, you know, uh, uh, Facebook platforms or say anything about your business or this or anything like you. It's inevitable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fun. But, you know, the more successful you get, and and I can't I can't even express how much fun it is to to have somebody run their mouths or talk <laughs> shit because, I mean. <laughs> It's just like what you like, wow. You know, like you all you do is help people. And somebody out there is going, you know, he cut me off in traffic. I hate him. He's a terrible person. Yeah. I know he did this or somebody did this. That yeah. person lives in a world where they, they have to live in hate to express it. Anyway, I'm a little bit off topic, but I, I wanted to get <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. Um, but I wanted to get back on topic quick time and say that you you manifested, you've manifested everything. And and mm-hmm. I'm not by no means am I tooting my own horn when I say this, but you caught my attention. I've been, I've seen you prior to um, uh, one of your posts, but your hard work and the life that you've led caught my attention to the point where I like, I had to have you on the show. And, and like I've said before, you're the first person I've reached out to that prior to reaching out to had never actually connected with and didn't know you other than as a Facebook friend whom we 'd never said boo to, I think maybe once or twice they're, they're, one of us must have commented on somebody else's post because of the amount of time that I'd seen you around um, but prior to that, we weren't friends, uh, and now i 'd have no problem you know uh, going for a nice healthy a nice healthy shake with you so <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing because it's your efforts. It's all your efforts. Your efforts yielded the results that you're getting right now. Your efforts are going to yield this, this repair to your heart. Mm-hmm. Your efforts are going to yield a healthier life. Your efforts have yielded a newborn baby. Some of the efforts are more fun than others, but these efforts are, <laughs> these efforts are our lives. Our lives are a culmination of our efforts in every way, shape, and form. You currently are living the life that is a direct result of the effort that you put in. Mm-hmm. And that stands, extends to every single person on this planet. Mm-hmm. And the, the 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 truly interesting thing here is, is you're going to keep pushing. You're going to keep applying. You're going to keep leveling up the efforts that you're putting in. And you're going to keep getting solid results. So people talking to you about, you know, being able to give back. It's like, it's not even, it's not even about necessarily, it's not even about that because at no point did you ever look for somebody to give back. You just created your life. You just gave, you just existed in such a way that results came. And when you do go to reach out and when you do go to, to ask, people are more than willing to help because, Mm -hmm. because that's who you are as a character. And because that's who you attract by the effort, by the communication, by the by the energy you put out, energy, communication, effort, all of that stuff that you put out. The people that regulate in that, and the people that resonate in that in that energy frequency, are the ones that are coming back. Are the ones that are coming back around. And um, yeah, your story's great. Uh, I encourage again. Uh, we are we are getting close to wrap up, so I encourage again every single person that. That's listening right now. Go follow David. Um, follow his story. Uh, you know, reach out to him. If you need some work done, the guy's gonna do the greatest work he got. But if you need a little bit of inspiration and you don't want to talk to anybody, you don't want to do anything, just in general, find the group of people that are doing what you want to do and 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 join and watch and emulate and see and learn. So David is constantly updating his statuses. He's constantly sort of sharing his story simply for the for your need, not for their need, but for your need to share the, the journey. Um, and it's a great one. It's, it's a phenomenal one. You know, a year from now, we could revisit this. Uh, and actually, you know, later on down the road, we will revisit this when we have you back on the show um, to talk about sort of where we've gone, where we've come and, and, and how far, how much more you've achieved on in, in, in the journey of your purpose. Um, and as we hit here now, uh, our, our limit Mark, uh, David, is there anything that you wanted to add to this? Is there anything that you wanted to put out there again? Feel free to promote yourself in any way, shape or form. Um, uh, and I do want my friend, my, my fans, followers, whatever to be able to find you. So,
1: yeah. Um, well, I will say this, you know, six months from now I go in for another checkup mm-hmm. and just to, to put a little pin on that. Isn't it interesting how I was told I have to get a procedure, but yet they're like, you know what? We'll see you in six months Yeah. Yeah. because when you give me a deadpan stare of you need to do this and my way to respond back to you is to do the same stare and say, no, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) then
1: there's no, uh, there's nothing else you can say other than, you know what? We'll see you in six months.
0: And that's, that's a close. That's right there. That's like you talked about earlier. That's a sale. Yeah, right? and you countered their sales, so they're like, mm, "Let's do a follow up, right?" With another yeah. opportunity to sell you something.
1: Of course. So six months from now, I will be a completely different version again. Mm-hmm. I'm a different version every day, but I'll be a very different version six months from now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I will be looking through the 100 plus suggestions I got the other day mm-hmm. <laughs> of uh, what I what I could do in order to repair things,
0: and the thousands but, that will come between now and six months from now. So many.
1: I mean, I'm super thankful because it just proved that, you know, in time of need, when, when clearly I'm looking for some feedback, crowd crowdfunded efforts of uh, of feedback. Uh, it's good to know that hundreds of people were willing to give me some sort of advice. And some even have been through the similar situation as I have,
0: Fantastic. which
1: was even more powerful. And so, you know, six months from now, when that time comes, you know, late March, early April of the following year, I will be going in for yet another evaluation, see where things are. And mm-hmm. to me, I will be going in there with something that I'm sure will shock the hell out of them, which will be even more weight loss, heart operating better, and just numbers that make absolutely zero sense to them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know that, that's going to be obviously posted about quite a bit because I share my story along the way, uh, just as much as I will be talking about advertising as well. Um, so if you are looking for more talk around advertising, I will say in the late part of December, I will be doing my annual 10 case studies in 10 days, uh, series, which is a lot of work, Mm -hmm. uh, three hours per case study. So I'm giving you 30 hours worth of stuff in 10 days. Uh, And if you really want to learn some advertising, that'll be your opportunity to learn. Um, but otherwise, if you want to follow the journey, Business, health, relationships—the whole thing. You'll even see the introduction of my son into society. Then follow me on Facebook because that's where everything will be, or Instagram. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing.
0: I will also preface this, um, and and I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, I'm going to say in six months and one day we'll have you back on the show to hear
1: what took place. We'll even, I'll
0: even, I'll even even book it right now. We'll put you in for six months in a day um, because I want to hear. I want to know and life, you know, life moves pretty quick. And if it's in the calendar, then it's something that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and I want to know, I'm going to want to know, and, and I'm, I'm going to love, I'm going to love the story. And you know what, six months after that, we'll have you back on the show. <laughs> yeah. You know, And then, and then, you know, a couple of years down the road, we're going to have a big block of, of just the, you know, the segments of you, where we were, what we did, what you became, how the story progressed and how you went. And somebody somewhere is going to take that story that took, years for us to produce and they're going to say this could be me i could do this these are the results that he got over the course of time because nobody knows what the future is yep and we're trained to doubt ourselves and if we doubt ourselves we're not going to put in the effort if we don't put in the effort what are we supposed to do yeah but if you and i sit down here right now and say we're going to put this story to, we're going to put this pen to paper and we're going to make this happen people are going to be able to to, to pick up this chunk this this you know this series, this this David Schloss series, and be like, he did this in this amount of time, and I know what he did and what he accomplished and what he overcame. I'm going to apply his training and his knowledge to me, and I'm going to make a difference. And because of these four four or five podcasts or however many we do in this series, you know, I think that there's going to be some lives saved simply because there's going to be some minds changed. Uh, and that's all on you, brother. It's going to happen. Excellent. So then I guess now I'm going to wrap it up the way I always do to everyone listening and everyone familiar with me. I will say in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice.